Why does God hate the poor? Does God know he hates the poor? And does he think about it? As we contemplate the issue of God's hate for the poor, you must continually remember and keep in mind what our concept and definition of God is. It is the God of the ontological proof. God is the answer to the question of why there is something instead of nothing. As we discussed in the podcast on truth and illusion, the concept of knowledge for humans is ephemeral. Other than our own existence, while conscious of it, and the ontological existence of God, we have no knowledge that we can be considered we have no knowledge that can be considered truth is usually defined. That is, statements about the world that are undisputably true or true in all possible worlds. All rational truths and substance are pragmatic. 20th century philosophy has successfully shown that the old distinction between synthetic and analytic truths in reason is no longer valid nor sound. All rational truth is synthetic. That is, its initial foundation is in the conscious perception of ourselves plus our conscious or subconscious sense interaction with the world. This is even true of mathematics that used to be considered an example of undisputed analytical truth that is true in all possible worlds. Despite the protests of rationalists and idealist philosophers and most mathematicians who like to think that they, dis- that they discover mathematical truth out in the world as it exists independently of the world, the reality is that no one discovers or has discovered mathematical truth a priori or simply by thinking about it without conscious sense interaction with the world. Geometry came into being as a result of the need for ancient Egypt, Samaria, and other ancient cultures need to measure and describe land for tax and sale purposes. Algebra came into existence based on the need for traders on the spice routes to keep track of their accounts. Reason is a tool for solving perceived problems. Once this tool develops basic rules for solving problems through induction and deduction, Logic either consciously or unconsciously can derive an infinite number of variations and inferences from those rules that become analytic knowledge or tautologies that are true in all possible worlds once the initial premises are accepted. But such does not change the initial synthetic nature of that knowledge that can change once the assumed premises are changed. Reason is the mind's tool for solving problems. Truth or knowledge only exists pragmatically. If a statement works to solve a problem, it is true until it stops working, then it becomes false. Scientific statements can only be proven false, but never true. But that is why they are scientific statements instead of uh, normal statements in practically any other field, which can neither be proven true nor false. However, as discussed in the earlier Truth and Illusion podcast, Reason is not the only possible source for knowledge. We know it is not because reason contradicts itself when it makes a statement about uh, the existence of relative truth, when it says absolutely that all truth is relative. Because by stating such a conclusion, reason states that there is absolute truth, contradicts itself. Reason, unless dealing with pragmatic truth, always winds up contradicting itself and therefore proves that it cannot achieve knowledge of any truths other than pragmatic truths. 
We know that reasoning is not the only source of knowledge. We know, as we've discussed in these podcasts, of at least two truths that are true purely ontologically, that is, purely by conscious, logical existence. We exist, therefore we think. Once we know we exist, then through the ontological nature of such existence, we know there is a God, a reason for there being something instead of nothing. But what about God? Does he know things in the same way we do, purely by interaction with the world and the need to solve problems caused by that interaction? Does he exist, therefore he thinks? Does he reason to solve problems while thinking of himself or reality? We cannot ontologically apply the meaning of the word consciousness to God in the same way that we apply it to ourselves or to the animal world or to any life. We are not a necessary being that is the reason for there being something instead of nothing. He is, or God is. We exist, therefore we think, because we may not have existed before, and we may not exist later. It is possible that we think, why not conscious of existing? For example, we know there is subconscious thought, which is often pragmatically better and faster than conscious thought, such as when athletes go into the zone and become the ball, or whatever they are doing, or when mathematicians come up with intuitive, creative proofs out of apparent nothingness, though they are always only a tautology from previously known rules or assumptions. However, it is absolutely true that for us to know we exist, we must first exist. That is not true of God. His existence and knowledge of his existence cannot be separated. Otherwise, he would be in the same position or in the same situation as us and will need a reason for existing instead of not existing, which would be God. So for humans, the knowledge or absolute truth we have is that if we exist, then we think. That is the logical statement, if A, then B. For God, knowledge is simply the principle of identity. Existence equals thought. A equals A. Unlike for us, in which all rational truth truth is synthetic and pragmatic, God's knowledge and thought is all analytic. The best way to view this problem is to go back to our earlier poker game example. Reality seems to be a poker game in which God created the cards, bets, ante, game, rules, and thus saw the probabilities and chose by creation the players and then let things play out. In substance, he is not the game and does not control the outcome, though in essence, he is, he is the game since he can do or he can think all the probabilities out in his head and knows how the players will play and thus the winners and losers and the eventual outcome. The players are desperately trying to figure, out, figure all that out but never can figure it all out. That is why life is a gamble. They are in the game, therefore they think synthetically. They induce and deduce to try to win as they are destined to try to do. Meanwhile, from the first ante, God standing outside the game knows every hand and outcome because he can analytically figure them out. He knows it all while simultaneously thinking it all the entire time everyone is playing the game, ignorant of the outcome. This concept is beautifully expressed in the prologue to the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Logos, and the Logos was with God, and the Logos was God. Uh, Logos is the word from which we derive our word logic. In some translations, Logos is uh, written down as word. It is used for Logos. 
either way, uh, whether you use logos or word, this prologue is consistent with our ontological proof for the existence of God and is a beautiful shorthand expression of it. So does, does God know he hates the poor? Yes. Does God think about hating the poor? Yes, in the sense that he knows about it. Knowledge and thought are the same with God. All is analytic and tautological in the mind of God. The next question is the will of God that religion is always talking about. Does God will this hate for the poor? 